Welcome back to Who Watches the Watchers. My name is Ian. This is Paul Damien. This is Kenny. You're right there, man. Yeah. Uh, this week we're talking about the Immortal Hulk. We're talking about issues one through fifteen, um, mostly done by Al Ewing and Joe Bennett. Um, Al Ewing for sure. Uh, there was a few guest artists in there, mm-hmm. um, but this is kind of kicking off our whole Halloween Welcome spectacular. To the spooky season, guys, this yeah. is like this is like the uh, prelim for the Halloween. And so we're 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 bringing it to you. This yeah, this are. is actually going to come out. Uh, let me double check. It's going to come out uh, right before October. Yeah. But um, I feel like this is a, a perfect episode to kind of launch us into this. I, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, we're going to, you know, do these few weeks of spooky content. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And yeah. uh, it's cool to have like a theme kind of moving forward through the next, you know, kind of few weeks. I agree. But before we dig into this beautiful comic book meet, I wanted to ask you guys, what have you guys been up to this week? Uh, I've actually been really busy. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I did. I Unfortunately, this seems to be a running theme. Uh-huh. But I did not finish the comic book. <laughs> it's What's like trip. God damn it! <laughs> there it is. Oh, uh, I'm you're going f- to jail. You're fucking under arrest. I'm oh. under arrest. Yeah. <laughs> but the one of the reasons I wasn't able to finish uh-huh. is actually because at work, um, I got a piece of metal in my eye. Oh. Yeah. Holy shit. I, w- I had to cut some, like, nails off of something. I thought you were going to say <laughs> you had to cut some metal. Why, why were yeah. you meddling with it? That's the real question here. <laughs> anyway, uh huh. I had to turn the sawzall upside down, and a piece of metal so th- flew right into my eye. Holy shit. What the fuck? You my look eye, fine. My eye's been bugging me a lot. Which one? My so, did you have to go to a clinic or something? No. My boss got... Um, a pliers, stick, a stick <laughs> okay. off the floor. Oh no! And scraped it out of my eyeball. <laughs> Is that real? <laughs> oh, no. That that genuinely happened. He didn't like like it wasn't like vicious. Yeah. He like kind of just like prodded it until it came out. But um, it was embedded in my eye. Like there was a little mark, and it, it went away. But my eye. Oh, is man. not the same. Can you imagine like, if it got really uncomfortable? It confused with like a bee sting, and then it's like, let me pee on it, and was like trying to like, <laughs> like pee on your face and be like, it'll work, it'll that's, help. That's actually the stick he picked up from mm-hmm. the ground. That was the stick. Yeah, yeah. it was his pee stick. Yeah, his, his notorious pee stick. Pee stick. Yeah, it um, goes all the way to the ground. <laughs> um, so I mean, that's that's extremely interesting. Does it affect your vision? Um, no, but my eye is just really irritated. And so I can't like stare at things for too long. It what feels the like. fuck? But it's still healing. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Can I take? I'm gonna take a peeper at your peepers here I mean, after this episode. I wanna. Are. But my yeah, my left I wanna eye look, is really. Take buggy. an eye on his eye. There. Yeah, we're gonna be eye to eye. Hold yeah. on. Do I have? No. Okay, damn it. I, I think I have. I have that drop somewhere. Where is it? This is just awful. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite part of our God, cast. Thank God. Uh, it's, uh, it's somewhere in there. I have one of those fucking goofy movie songs. Too, too many sound bites. Do. <laughs> yeah, too too many sound bites. You're right. Um, but no, I do want to check your eye because I'm I'm sure like it just like a scratch on your skin. It it does heal. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. I well, I think right now it's just irritated. Like, do, right. do you want me to buy you an eye patch, it, dude? <laughs> I was genuinely thinking about buying an eye patch just to come to the podcast with an eye patch <laughs> to make it a little more dramatic. They'd have been mad respect oh, there. No, that would be kind of cool. So long, gay Bowser. <laughs> God damn it! I wish I could find this fucking button. I know You're it's somewhere looking. around here. What's up, <laughs> okay, it doesn't matter. Uh, we're talking about Immortal Hulk. Is yeah. there anything else that going on this If week? only you were like the Immortal Hulk um, and just shit burn. just didn't hurt you. Yeah, <laughs> and then that metal wouldn't have mattered, you know? Yeah, I mean. How um, much of it did you get to read? Um, seven issues. Seven issues. The first seven issues. Yeah. Okay, so you, you read the first arc. So uh, th- this I, is kind of neat how this book is built because mm-hmm. it's kind of in five issue segments, but at the same time, there's no real arc in it. Mm-hmm. Each mm-hmm. issue kind of just pushes you along to the next bit um how did you enjoy what you read i fucking loved it that's why i was so disappointed that i couldn't finish it yeah like still can i mean i i will but (laughs) but that's what you said last time did you finish kingdom come don't talk to me i had a feeling (laughs) no i never got back to it (laughs) dang but i I'm going to finish it yeah. <laughs> at some point. At some point. Yeah. No, I mean, I thought this book was incredibly engaging. I read the mm-hmm. entire thing just about in a single sitting because mm-hmm. um, I really, once I got rolling into it, like you kind of said, it never, it doesn't have like 
real good stopping points. You know, yeah, it was like every yeah. issue almost ended like a an episode of a show or something where I was like, well, dang, now I need to know what's going to happen in the next one, you know? So I really got invested by like issue three and ended up sitting here and reading all 15 issues in a single sitting. Nice. Uh, and I thought this was a fucking great book it makes sense why al ewing you know you said he's kind of one of marvel's uh golden boys, golden boys right now and yeah. this is this shows why you know yeah. uh, this book is incredibly well written um really brings you along with it and even if you are a little shaky in hulk lore it's still easy to kind of digest and, and so, run along well, it holds with. your hand a good amount throughout mm-hmm. it. Yeah. and, and in, in a very um organic way yeah yes. one thing that i really love about this book is whenever you get first introduced to Ling Lingkrowski or whatever his fucking name is, mm-hmm. the Sasquatch. Yeah. It kind of just tells you what you need to know about his relationship yeah. with the Hulk. Yeah. I mean, it tells you his past. Yeah. Like, pretty much all his past with the Hulk. And it's kind of cool that they do that. They kind of mm-hmm. do that a little bit with Crusher Creel. They kind of do that a little bit, you know, here and there with with some of these characters that it wants to, to kind of... Um, you know reestablish for us for and especially mm-hmm. in this like more horrific kind of look at the marvel universe yeah. but yeah no i mean for sure it's it's so organic it's it's so fucking e- cool how he did it and it's a kind mm. of a convenience i feel like of writing a character that's so established in the marvel universe like the hulk someone who mm-hmm. already has such a past history that it's like comment, almost like comment knowledge, you know, like because mm-hmm. like the baseline of the Hulk, I feel like almost anybody could be like, oh, I mean, I get that, you know. Yeah. Um, and so it's very Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, but superhero. Yeah, exactly. But uh, <laughs> even more, my point being is that it's just so easy to have a lot of uh, flashbacks, you know, because oh, it's true. like, yeah, he's been in he's been in Marvel forever, you know. Yeah. So obviously, he's going to have a lot of history we can easily jump back to. And whether it did literally happen like this in previous comics or not, you're going to accept it as yeah Hulk history you know? for sure. Um. And Al Ewing is a master at this. He, mm-hmm. every book that I've read of his, from Ultimates to Mighty Avengers to Secret Avengers mm-hmm. to... With all these great books you're naming. Even. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He, Just Avengers, Avengers, oh, Avengers. Oh, well, he, he wrote uh, Agents of Asgard, or Agent of Asgard, Loki. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. And even issue six is drawn by the same guy who draws that book. Oh, okay. Lee, Lee, uh, is it Garbit? Yeah. Lee, Lee Garbit. Yeah. I get Garbit mixed up with Bennett cause they're, they're both in this Pretty book. Similar, and yeah. they, I think they both end with like TT double T's. Anyway, I love the small subtleties in artwork throughout the issues. Yeah, for sure. Like and, it's like for the most part, the same artwork. Yeah. But like I said, just little things here and there that are different. And it's so good. No. Yeah, definitely. But I, I was talking about Al Ewing real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, he's such a good, like player when it comes to accepting all of the history as the history that right. is necessary for the story regardless of of whether it's goofy or not yeah. you know what i mean he he accounts for everything so well that you know a more not weaker writer but yeah. a writer that that is more destined to tell their version of this character would mm-hmm. just say well some of that doesn't count for my story yeah. you know what i mean yeah. something we've even talked on this podcast before is like writing pre-written characters and like mm-hmm. the, and how challenging it can be versus like exactly your own unique ideas versus having to take this character that's already so hammered out and figured out and taking those exact personality traits and translating them into your own storyline right. being like this person would do these exact things in this situation and he does it you know yeah. i feel like he like embodies the hulk so well and like in a way understands the struggles bruce banner and the Hulk as a persona would be going through, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, I loved this. I love the ideologies of the the scarier implications of what it means to be the Hulk, and what yeah. you know, and or even worse, Bruce Banner, you know, because really that's the scary thing. Mm-hmm. It's not so scary to think about being Hulk. It's horrifying to imagine being Bruce Banner, yeah. in a way, and <laughs> having sure. to have that riding around in and around, you know, inside of you and outside of you. More often than not, you know. Yeah. So I like the way Bruce Banner is in this book a lot. There's, you know, very like little like human moments where mm-hmm. he gets to just like sit down at a diner and just enjoy an egg. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like the way he describes it, you know, just like salt on the white, pepper on the on the yellow, and like he's just so much of a dude. He's so much of a guy. He's so much of a real person mm-hmm. that whenever he gets to live again and not be the hulk he's like he's just doing it and you you're know happy what I mean? for him yeah <laughs> you're like thank god he deserves it <laughs> at, at the same time i love how cynical he is throughout True. a lot mm-hmm. of these issues where he's like 
Where especially when nighttime's around, mm-hmm. he says the same thing every time it's nighttime. Yeah, nighttime is his time, and just watching him, just reading that like every single time. Yeah, exactly. But reading that every single time just started. Eventually, it just started to give me chills. Like fuck. Yeah, nighttime is his time. <laughs> Has that always you know? been like a common Hulk kind so of thing? So it was that- at the very beginning when okay. Stan and Jack were first doing Hulk shit. It was all about nighttime he turns into the hulk because mm. it, it was really meant to be a, a like a monster book yeah, where right. it's like he doesn't get to choose to do whatever the hulk does yeah it's and, literally uh, like a werewolf of their own design right. which is like it just becomes out of his control it's a and you know he probably blacks out he doesn't remember anything that happens yeah. while he is hulk and so rick jones oh well you didn't read too far into it but rick jones is like his sidekick during mm-hmm. all of that and so rick jones gets to intimately know both bruce banner and the hulk That's and cool. so he'll tell him like oh well the big guy said this <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> so bruce is like huh okay he's like their middleman yeah. in a way <laughs> He, so he helps them communicate? Yeah, pretty early much. Early on cool. in their relationship. Yeah, really early cool. on, yeah. And um, the the first few mm-hmm. issues are, are buck wild because at the same time as trying to be horror, it was also around the time where we were doing the space race mm-hmm. in real oh, reality. Right. And so Hulk goes to space like three times in the first like <laughs> yeah. five issues. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, we we got there first. Well, Hulk got there first. Oh, and then kidding. the mentality is is once while he's in space, the moon is always out there. So he's always, always Hulk. Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> and so like as he's coming back nice. into orbit, he turns back into Bruce Banner. It's fucking funny. That's smart. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like an intelligent. <laughs> That's it's pretty in, rad. It's intelligent and almost like funny. Yeah. And very comic booky kind of writing exactly. in the sense of like what yeah, there's nothing to not there it's always nighttime yeah. in space you know since we're talking about specifically immortal hulk um have you guys been watching the what if marvel series on so i Disney only Plus? watched the first two episodes i haven't seen the third episode yet okay the i believe that's the latest one that came yes. out right yeah one? i think yeah yeah so um Dang, I don't want to spoil it. That's what you were going to talk yeah. about? Yeah, I was totally going to talk about so it. So I, I I, kind of got spoiled just a tad bit about it. It's a murder mystery? Yeah, yeah essentially. essentially. Okay, you, you, go ahead and tell me about it. What well, happens in it? Well, somebody's killing off the Avengers before oh. they become the Avengers. Oh, shit. It's like right yeah. as... Uh, Nick, Nick Fury, Fury was like yeah. considering the names and Is it's it? kind of like written the list, you know? Is like it Killmonger? No. Oh, okay. Um, but you, somebody kills off the Avengers, and uh-huh. the Hulk is one of them. Oh, interesting. And so that's why I was just saying, like, it, it's just a really cool concept of what they did in the What If story. Uh-huh. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty rad. How do they kill him and where? Um, do you want to just yeah, 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 tell us? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, tell me. Was, I mean, the so listeners Hank are listening Pym, too. Oh. Hank Pym is the one killing yeah. everyone. Oh, he's exactly. angry over Hope's death. That we basically get some soft context that she was wow. working as the Wasp and died mm-hmm. uh, very similarly to how her mother died is what's and in, it was implied. Shield's fault. And he's blaming Shield. He's and being, blaming Nick Fury specifically. Specifically, <laughs> and so it's like him going out of his way to like spite Nick Fury and like ruin his superhero team. He's trying to put together with so, him being like the final person to kill. And he's in like a he's in the. Yellow jacket. Yellow jacket. Yeah. Okay. And he's like old and has like a beard and like is he looks crazy. And shit. Yeah. Um, but so, he goes inside the Hulk oh. and basically enlarges all of the Hulk's it's, it's organs. It's the little discs that Ant Man throws out. Yeah. He throws one of those on his heart, is what they show. And so yeah. then it just shows the Hulk like expand in size until he literally just blows up into a cloud. Which I guess that's, I guess that's how the Hulk would die. He'd turn into a puff of green. Yeah. That, that not was, guts that was and a little not funny. guts everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he does bleed green. Um, Don't we all? I mean, that sounds sick as fuck. That sounds so dope. It was a pretty good episode. (laughs) I I really recommend watching it. I definitely enjoyed it more than I enjoyed the second episode. Right. Which I kind of was like playing on my phone. The T'Challa one. Yeah. Yeah. That one was kind of tough to get through. I just thought it was too campy and cheesy and just like all over mm-hmm. the place. That that is what if for you. Yeah, yeah, that is true. So I mean, and and it's the vice versa too, where it's like someone's killing everybody, and then oh, you know, T'Challa's having fun in yeah. space, and yeah. Thanos is his best friend. Yeah, what if you know T'Challa what I mean? saved everybody because he's just such a cool guy. And so literally, that he's is just like such a cool guy. The, how <laughs> drastic they what if be. goes. Yeah. So I mean, I'm the I'm next one's gonna be what if they're all zombies? Yeah. yeah. Well. I absolutely because loved of Hank Pym. the yeah. first episode, of, <laughs> the first What If episode. Well, the first one was, oh yeah, Peggy Carter. Peggy Carter. Peggy Carter. So that one, that uh, is going to be, oh. Captain Carter? Cap- okay. Sorry, Captain Carter. <laughs> That's going to be an ongoing thing where she's going to have an episode every season. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so that's kind of cool. Um, but back to Immortal Hulk. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we Who don't, that would not work on. We, we don't learn. like necessary <laughs> lo- necessarily learn why he's this way now mm-hmm. in this fi- in these fifteen issues that we've read. Um, they kind of do a soft introduction to the Immortal Hulk in Avengers: No Surrender, mm. which was co-written by Mark Wade. Going back to to Kingdom Come real quick, right, right. Al Ewing and. Ooh, I wish a Jim Zub, I believe. Um, and that book is fucking dope. I wish we could have read that book before this, before this, but Halloween just kind of crept up on us too quickly that we just didn't have spooky old Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had some spooky buttons. Uh... There, there it is. Oh, that was scary, man. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but no, I mean, so that's. We we kind of just have to accept that this is a new Hulk persona, and it's kind of delivered in in a beautiful way. These, mm-hmm. especially the first like three or four issues, where it's kind of like separate little adventures. Mm-hmm. How did you guys feel about the beginning era of this book? Sorry, got you little, little burpees in me. Um, I really the thing is, is this book is for me how the Hulk kind of should be written because it, in my opinion, is how the Hulk and Bruce Banner would have to live, mm-hmm. which is this kind of like homeless yeah. just kind of getting around as right. how we can because think about it anytime you get a little pissed off or in this lore the nighttime happens you're going to ruin whatever set of clothes you're wearing yeah. you know you're going to fuck up god knows what in the area you're in and then you're going to have to leave because yeah. people are going to now know you're in that area you know so it's like this crazy that's not like, unique to this hulk though yeah no, i i guess what i mean is that this is how Hulk should be, you know what yeah, I mean? And okay. anytime it diverges from this formula is where I think like maybe, you know, I think yeah. that's where Al Ewing was smart. You know what I mean? He to recognized this that this of... is what it should be. Mm-hmm. Is this, you know, exactly like that's, that's r- that style of Hulk in it. But this is done so well to make it very uh, personable. You know yeah. what I mean? We get these little, exactly the little interactions with the egg. I mean, the whole first arc in that first issue is crazy for me. I mean, we literally get a 12 year old being murdered issue page three i think you said and uh (laughs) the final couple pages of issue one was where i was already texting y'all being like this is perfect for halloween (laughs) this is so spooky like just imagine that imagine that being how you end end, (laughs) and so i really was um excited reading this and i really think this represents bruce banner so once again so well you know i think this is how he's got to be written as someone who's constantly on the run from both the world and themselves you know and so i loved the first three issues and i think they really give you that impression and so you you're you're feeling it you're in it with them by the time you get through the first few little uh conflicts right see him get through how do you feel about the the beginning arc well i actually really enjoyed it i loved the little um just random hulk characters hulk villains coming into the comics yeah and just going through them piece by piece and being like hey obviously the hulk is a lot stronger than he has been before you know and stuff like that um and then i was actually getting kind of bummed out when i couldn't read because (laughs) i got metal in your eye yeah exactly (laughs) it's fucking heavy metal and shit (laughs) but I, i got up to issue seven and in issue seven is essentially when he starts fighting the fucking Avengers. Oh, yeah. And so it's getting really good. And oh, I couldn't God. read. And it's so, so really fucking I'm genuinely out. so bummed you didn't read eight. Because I think issues three and eight were two of my favorites. Really? Which one's issue those? eight? So, it, well, I was going to say, let's talk. I want to talk a little on issue three first. Okay. Which oh, is the one. The introduction of Lingrowski? Uh, no, it, it's where we get the oh, different, yes. the oh, different good, artists. Yeah. You know, it's where we had a lot of guest Hot artists. Shot. And we got all the different points of view mm-hmm. uh, oh, from man. the cop, the priest, and an old woman who were all kind of on the scene of a Hulk experience. Yeah. And it's fucking so good. It's yeah. fucking <laughs> so good good and every single one of them are so it's like what it's like talking about spider-man where you have all these drastic experiently different experiences from the same moment you know or this you know the same person and they're hilarious i love the old woman i love that the old woman like james dean turned it into a romance you know i love the um the store the storekeeper the cashier or whatever oh yeah just because i love the way it was drawn yeah (laughs) and see that's more like the bartender yeah okay bartender yeah 
Um, but I just thought that was such a fun issue for us as readers and probably for them making it. You know, yeah, I, mean? I bet sure. Al Ewing had a blast being like, look, the lady, the old lady's going to be super romantic. Yeah. <laughs> so just draw it all hearts and sex criminals. And um, it's almost like anime. Yeah. No, but I, the, the cop story is drawn by Leo Romero and his shit is so fucking good Mm -hmm. there's the part where the cop is excited to see the hulk smile and we've already seen how the hulk smiles in this book so it's vastly different and it's so like um like alex toth like hanna barbera it looks so cool i just love how like simple it looks like look at that it's like the most heroic smile ever and we know that's not what this whole looks like when he's smiling but the the cop is happy to see him he's happy he's there you know and i love that idea that a lot of the time in comics that cops are bummed about superheroes i liked that the cop in the story was the opposite of that that he was like man he did came in did the did a great job i didn't have to do anything you know he's like what do you mean he's an avenger you know and it's like no this guy's the devil right now (laughs) he's like i basically lost the hand but it was the whole (laughs) yeah dude Dude, intense when he just starts healing just right away yeah um so yeah this is well i see anyone okay so and i love that that's that healing effect that we see right there plays so much greater into what why once again was the next comic i was gonna go into which was issue eight okay we can talk about issue eight a little bit later okay Okay. Um, what are you gonna say no i'm just saying that i think this book has come to an end now this book is officially ended and al ewing is off the book do you know how many issues there are i think it's 30 plus i I think even more than it's a good run yeah it was a good run um and we're definitely going to continue it on the podcast i want to get a compendium yeah for sure eventually there should be um but no we're we're definitely going to continue this probably not immediately but like later down the line we'll we'll keep reading this Mm -hmm. um it's interesting the way like al ewing decided to leave the book because at the same time donny cates had been written vent had been writing venom like alongside Mm -hmm. like they'd been on those books and they'd both been like critically acclaimed and they both announced that both of their runs were ending and they switched books. Wow. So now cool. Al Ewing's writing Venom and Donny Cates Cates is going to be pick writing up Immortal Hulk. So well, it's not going to be called Immortal Hulk it's, anymore, but it's yeah. funny because when you said Donny Cates at first, I heard Johnny Cage. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah. Dude, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. We were young full of beans. So yeah, Donny Cates, like Al Ewing, is mm-hmm. kind of a Marvel golden boy right now. He's yeah. like nice. really someone they're just handing all the projects to in yeah. kind of a way. <laughs> but um, it's pretty exciting just the way that they they like to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And You think it was something they chose to do chose to do like yeah. intentionally switching each other into each other's books or it just coincidentally was like that you think they were really like i think that they i think it was more like donny case was like hey when you're done with hulk i want to write him and al was probably like i could write venom yeah he's like that's fine i'll take yeah. Venom." <laughs> it's like trading <laughs> yeah he's like i could probably write anything yeah you could write low-key as well <laughs> god damn it but uh, you mentioned it a little bit earlier uh, how much these covers kind of like get you oh. excited for the next issue. Oh, and yes. these fucking Alex Ross covers. Is something go to back talk to Kingdom on. Come. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool that, yeah, exactly. I, I uh, will go back to him. <laughs> I love that Alex Ross still has so much work that I people know. are giving him, you know, in modern era. Because I feel like his, his artwork is like, a little not dated that's not what i want to say but it's it's from an classic it's from an era that has yeah faded out a little bit and i just love that his his stuff is so iconic that writers would want him to do entire cover Mm -hmm. spreads for them you know what i mean it's not like oh let's just get like one alex rocks cover that'll like stand out yeah they're like can you do all as many of them as we can i don't know how far into the run it goes but we he does every cover every single one Dude, so that's so amazing and i really love that first cover the very yeah the first cover is beautiful it's gorgeous. Um, it's so, so classic. So Marvel has must have some sort of contract with them where mm-hmm. he's commissioned to do whole runs of covers, covers because it started with the return after Secret Wars when Dan Slott was continuing his Spider-Man run. Alex Ross did all of the covers for that whole run, and then he started doing these covers. And then 
Ta-Nehisi Coates was writing Captain America, so he started doing Captain America's covers. Yeah. And so, like, it just keeps going. Does he it's read what, the comic before he does a cover? I'm sure they, they tell him, like, okay, so this is what he looks like right now, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is the big thing that goes on like, in this right. one, and then he draws based kind of on We would kind of like it if, like, this happened. Yeah. Because this is probably Hulk. one of my favorites. Yeah, where Hotshot is shooting Hulk, like, if anything, completely through his when body. When we finally see it in comic, I was bummed out that it doesn't kind of stand <laughs> yeah. up to how fucking awesome exactly. and surreal this looks. Looks, you know? And that's how I feel about issue ten, which I, I didn't get that far. Oh, but okay. seeing the the green door, seeing the green door, and the cover of issue ten was like, fuck! I want to get to that point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I and now I also kind of don't want to read issue ten because I'm worried it's gonna let me down. <laughs> but I'll still watch it. I'm still watching. You'll still, still read it. Read it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. But that's definitely. Yeah, but that ex- I'm gonna watch. It. That excitement is kind of how I felt. It, with all of these covers and definitely mm-hmm. leading into like you know you said you finished it at the end of seven like looking at you eight. know yeah. issue eight you're like I, I like i was like so ready to find out what the fuck was gonna happen in these well, next few initially i told y'all i read eight issues and that's because i i was staring at the cover of issue eight oh earlier. like about to read it <laughs> yes read it. exactly okay and so, that makes sense um i mean no yeah i mean the the there's a lot of cool continuous themes throughout this book like the green door Mm -hmm. like the fact that this is a different identity that the hulk has assumed Mm -hmm. and the devil hulk is that what we kind of get they kind of nickname him devil hulk how do you guys feel about the one below all (laughs) right um how do you guys feel about the term devil hulk i i think that's pretty rad yeah i think it's pretty cool my only conflict is i feel like he doesn't act that evil a lot of the time you know what i mean he's more just being like a like a, he's almost like Punisher, you know. He's yeah. just like an unhinged I think hero. It's, yeah. more Judgment than, is yeah. what it is. But and, but I mean that's kind of what the devil does. Yeah. You know? So I mean, yeah. I mean, there in that is argument. Like, but it, it's it's interesting that they call him that because I think it's I don't know this I might be I might be speaking out of school right now, but I think this is the identity that eventually becomes Maestro or Maestro or oh, whatever. Yeah. Dude. And okay, so, that's what I want to read, by the way. Yeah, was, we should read that. I was going to bring that up to you, like, off the podcast. Yeah. Since you're talking about it right now, dude, we should read Maestro. Yeah. And yes. how it softly describes it is that it's all of Bruce Banner's, like, darkest thoughts mm-hmm. and, like, desires kind of culminated into a Hulk persona, you right. know, over over all the years that he's been yeah. dealing with it or struggling with it. And so, Do you feel like this nullifies the whole claw idea? I think that's what they're trying to... Po- step they're, away from right they're trying to bury that shit fuck right? axis <laughs> <laughs> do you know what that is it's I've, if the hulk had a hulk remember, yeah. <laughs> yes. I, I remember i didn't read it but i remember us talking about it extensively yeah, yeah. <laughs> do claw angry claw sad that's, <laughs> that's what it was yeah he's a sad guy um <laughs> well I forgot what I was going to ask because of that. I'm just thinking about Claw now. (laughs) He's a klutz. You know what I'm saying? Um, Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll uh, continue talking about Immortal Hulk. Immortal Uh, Claw. uh, 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 Hey, guys. Welcome back. We're back from the break. Um, We're talking about Immortal Hulk. Paul Damien had a good talking point while we were off pod. Way, Way to do that. Yeah, off, <laughs> off Paul Damien. Uh, that's, that's what we call me. I'm I'm Pawed. Appalled. Yeah, I'm appalled at my joke. Um, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, Your jokes are so bad, it's making me sad. <laughs> that, dude, you rhymed. Bars. <laughs> Bars. Um, um, but no, yeah, you were talking about, <laughs> like, why does the Hulk... Like, why... It it seems like the Hulk has like a stronger connection to Banner than he has in the past. Yeah. Um. There's a a couple moments where like somebody fucks with Banner or like makes him sad or something, and then when the Hulk comes out, he's like, "Hey, it wasn't personal until you fucked with Banner, and now it's personal." You yeah. Know? And I think that that's fucking sick. Mm-hmm. And I I I don't think that that's it's explored, but it's there's no like real answer in these mm-hmm. first fifteen issues, mm-hmm. and I wonder if that's because this Hulk is more of Banner than Banner'd like to admit. 
You know mm. what I mean? I think that's really what it is. Like once again, these are it, this Hulk is a is created from like the darkest parts of Bruce himself. You know, so it's almost like the demon on the devil on his shoulder oh, that yeah. right. is him. You know, uh, that he just doesn't want to accept that it really. You know, I think he always. Early on in Hulk, he always tries to make the Hulk be like, once again, it's like Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, where it's like an entity that lives within within him, mm-hmm. not so much as a part of him that has become this thing, you know? But I think this Hulk is meant to really drive home that that's what it is. is this is an, a piece of him that has grown into this monster and not something that has been, like, implanted in him unnaturally, you know? That makes so much sense, you saying it like that, because if you if you read the comics, it constantly says there's two people in every mirror mm-hmm. oh, and yeah. so that just kind of goes with your point it's the fact like that it's, that's the whole it's theme. banner yeah it's banner both times there's no hulk personality it's that's bruce banner mm-hmm. he just doesn't know it yet kind so of very uh, tyler durden in a yeah. way yeah you know? <laughs> so it's interesting because uh, it's been for a while i'd say probably like 30 40 years where marvel has admitted that hulk has did like disassociative mm-hmm. identity disorder um do you probably even longer honestly um but do you believe that it's just because moon knight also has this right and i feel like I thought moon, moon knight was more schizophrenic well yeah moon knight is schizophrenic okay um but i feel like moon knight is more it's interesting to see the way moon knight is written a lot of the time right. where he's sometimes aloof to whatever the other of him is doing yeah whatever does he kind of have both well he has like three four sometimes he has way that boy's more. just so he has multiple crazy. personality disorder and he's schizophrenic mm-hmm. yeah so it's very possible and yeah. he's been possessed by a demon god you know yeah. so he's that, just got a lot that he says yeah we don't even know if it's real <laughs> that's true he's just got a lot going on um so i mean but what i'm trying to say is hulk is very aware of his multiple personalities right do you think that that was like a conscious Kla. decision <laughs> like claw right <laughs> do you think because like there's obviously multiple hulks too because like mm. well that's something where we got to kind of see a little bit that i was going to yeah. talk on a little bit is there's a small moment we see what well, i guess they would call him the incredible hulk or you know it's just the hulk which and he kind of breaks character and he's like crying and it's obviously meant to not be the devil hulk we've been right. dealing with all the time but a different more uh, aloof or like less intelligent. It's like the less intelligent Hulk kind of right. out. See, just, even that was Hulk, just raw emotion. You know? That Hulk was still like able to talk and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Because there's also the Hulk that doesn't fucking talk or just says smash or yeah. whatever. Like I don't know. It's just so crazy that they're they're playing with all these different Hulks within Banner, and it's like it's crazy to think that it's not just like Banner and Hulk. It's Banner mm-hmm. and this Hulk and Hulk A, Hulk B, Hulk C. You know. It's just I, I think that that's they really don't cool. they don't paint it so uh, broad like that right. you know what I mean but like here's Hulk A coming out you know and <laughs> almost like the movie Split where it's all the given named personas this is just like we're kind of dealing with whoever's out and it's even more towards the end of the book they confirm like oh it's been you we've been dealing with all the time Devil Hulk huh <laughs> he's like ha ha <laughs> <laughs> so so would you say that. Um, Bruce Banner's personalities or the Hulk's personalities are kind of like a rainbow. It's um, like just all these different shades. Yeah, maybe. I think they're like different levels of uh, like how raw the emotion is coming Mm -hmm. out. Exactly where the the Devil Hulk is the most like condensed and like thought out versions of like his hate and resentment towards the world where like Smash Hulk is just anger on its most base level you know it's just like the fucking raw just like fuck this shit you feel versus like years of like building something up and creating it like you know and nursing it which is where you're gonna get the Devil Hulk do you think Devil Hulk is the one that becomes Maestro or do you think Maestro is another personality so I think it evolves into Maestro into Maestro yeah Mm -hmm. my whole whole life I've called it Maestro Maestro it is Maestro right but I think it is Maestro Maestro okay but I, I I like I think Maestro sounds fucking cool. Tomato, I mean, tomato, that's, right? Yeah, that's how the words pronounced. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Me. Um, no, I mean, so like to to move on with this book, there is there is a a couple of issues where he fights the Avengers. Yeah, and it was fucking sick, dude. When he just punches Thor. And Thor basically drops to the ground. And then, yeah. And he's like, that was the hardest he's ever <laughs> yeah. been. Yeah. And then Captain America comes to Thor's aid. And he's like, get up, soldier. <laughs> <laughs> basically. <laughs> and that's, that's all it took. That's all he can do. Um, <laughs> but the Hulk was basically like, oh, Captain Hydra. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> fucking love so that. So they they throw reference to that in this book also later on, mm-hmm. where Hydra's secret weapon was the Immortal Hulk. Yeah. Like before he kind of come to his senses, they kind of just like revived him forced him to be alive again and and forced him to fight Mm -hmm. the then underground avengers during secret empire Mm -hmm. and so i think that was his way of because like he obviously knows that that wasn't the same captain america but it was his way of like disarming captain america trying to hurt him without actually punching him you know yeah and that's and you can tell that it was effective yeah because captain (laughs) america is immediately like you know that wasn't me (laughs) (laughs) I would have thought She-Hulk would have had a little more control over her Hulk persona so than she kind of was shown to have in this That's another scene. evolution that she's been going through, too. So that is something that has already been kind of talked about before. It was like yeah. ex- experience here that she herself was having issues with her own Hulk. So in Secret Wars... No, sorry. God damn it. Civil War II, uh-huh. mm-hmm. she watched, like, the Hulk... <laughs> Bye-bye, Soda. That's right. You anyway. Pause no, you're fine. She watched. She watched. Are you sure you don't want to pause, pause it? Yeah, it's like the tiniest pause. There was almost nothing in it. Oh, okay. I'm almost like falling out of my chair over yeah, here. Soda was basically empty. I like how okay. Ian's just like, are you sure you don't want to pause it? Because I was falling at the same time. <laughs> now, in in uh, Civil War Two, she watches Hulk die. And mm. so she gets like PTSD from it. Mm-hmm. And so we there's a whole comic book about her like struggling with her Hulk identity gotcha. because she's starting to feel the anger that she'd never really felt before. Yeah. Where before she right. could just kind of just turn it on and she'd be strong and she'd be sane, but she was starting to feel like Bruce. And so it was, that was what was going on. And so now she's more like how Hulk normally is while Hulk's even evolved Beyond past that. that. Yeah. And so that's why those words would fuck with her so much and being like, Hey, you're just like me. You, you're a, you're an angry Hulk. And she's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I'm normal. I'm happy that we we got to the point where I was. Yeah, um, just shows her fucking I, sitting off in a distance. That's what I thought was so sad too. <laughs> I wanted to talk about this earlier, but I didn't want to bring it up too soon. Um, but they kind of like play homage to the whole "I'm always angry" yeah. kind of thing when um, Carol's just all, "Oh, uh, the Hulk only is only going to come out if you die, Bruce." And that's not going to happen. He's all, I'm already dead. Yeah, <laughs> that's my secret. Whole... I'm already yeah, exactly. dead. <laughs> um, yeah, no. <laughs> um, I All I wanted to say about these two issues was it was cool to see them mm-hmm. fight each other. Um, but it also goes to show that, like, the Avengers are, like, the only thing that can take the Hulk down, even if it's momentarily. Yeah. Right. And so that was, I thought that that was fucking cool that, like, like we Soul don't see is the only thing that can take yeah. him yeah. down apparently. Yeah, it's him and Akira, you know? Akira, because um, <laughs> Iron Man has a big space laser. Um, no, I, all I was gonna say uh, was that Thaddeus Ross is in charge of like this project, whatever they're called, like this other project Hulk or something like that. Yeah, and we don't even ever really see him, mm-hmm. but they have to call in favors, and so he does it to Carol, and Carol calls in a favor to the Avengers. It's just interesting the politics that go into having the mm-hmm. Avengers just go and do a hit on the, Hulk. on the whole, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like where you can pull enough cards and Captain America will go there and be like, get up soldier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just got to make it sound like it's gonna, he's going to fucking destroy the world. And yeah. Cap's going to be on it. You know, both of them. I mean, you don't even have to make it sound like he's going to destroy the world. The Hulk's going to destroy justice. Captain America will be there. True. True. Um, I like the way he, uh, the Hulk nullified Robbie Reyes, the Ghost Rider. He just throws his car into oh, that people's home, dude, and so yes. he's just sitting in the low rider, just like. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's how um, issue seven opened up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's basically the, a family it, running out of their house and being like, "We gotta go. We yeah. gotta go right now, right now." <laughs> and then Ghost Rider just. <laughs> yeah, the, while the wife is like, "We should lock up. Yeah. The door's wide open." Yeah, it's good. Um, from there. Issue 8, which I want to talk about, yeah. because Dang. honestly, I fucking loved it. Like I said, Dang. between it and issue 3 were two of probably my favorites, but mm-hmm. I thought it was such a fucking... Uh, this shows like how much I think this Hulk is part of Bruce Banner. I'm just going to kind of tell you what happens in this yeah, issue yeah, yeah. now. Yeah, let's break um, it down. We're going to just break down the whole rest of the story for you. I think this shows how much this Hulk is kind of like Bruce Banner, because you saw at the end of issue 7 then that he gets 
cut up into a bunch of pieces. They like essentially he gets shuffled around through the government, which I think is hilariously accurate to what would happen to something Mm -hmm. like that. And then lost. uh, So this underground government can kind of um, take him. And so their whole thing is trying to figure out just how immortal he is, how exactly specifically his immortality works. Like more of like the rules that apply to it so that they can then break those rules and kill him. You know what I mean? And figure out how to find Mm -hmm. his kryptonite basically. I'm just realizing that the cover to issue eight Mm -hmm. is his body parts. All chopped up in the different jars. 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 To bring it back to Akira, it's like Akira in the movie. movie (laughs) Exactly. But was but he's alive in all the jars still right. we've, at this point we've been shown that he can pretty much survive anything and so it's all the different living body parts of him Look, and that's just their, a bunch of tiny hulks that's their solution <laughs> that'd be amazing so but, they talk about that idea yeah. too but go okay. on that's their solution to like nullifying him which right out the gate i was like i don't see how that kind of works if he's alive and has control over every single i don't think they're trying to kill him I don't think they were trying to, I, well, I think they're, tr- at the long run is to find a way to kill him as in like, oh. d- like by doing research, discovering mm. his weakness, you know, mm. and how his, but you I don't think, think it's to control. No, him? I think cutting him up was to keep him at bay, but yeah. I was just saying like, he, that won't last long. How does that, I was right out the gate. I was like, that can't last. Like he has control over all those body parts. And sure enough. <laughs> so we get basically the Avengers, or just Captain Marvel starts snooping around trying to find him. Yeah, I mean, right. She's like, where did the Hulk go? And mm. Thaddeus doesn't have an answer. No one has an answer. And so they're forced to like relocate because of that. And so the doctor who is doing all the experimentation basically goes on a long monologue of being like, fuck you, Hulk. I would, we're gonna move in the next place we go to I'm gonna fucking cut you down to the tiny every like atom of you yeah, yeah down to molecules I'm gonna find your secret I'm gonna you know we're gonna figure your shit out and you're gonna be our weapon you're mine now mm-hmm. and the whole time the Hulk's just fucking smiling yeah. at him and he's like why are you smiling and he's like wait you wanted us to do this he's like you wanted us to research on you and find the limit to your weaknesses and like right as he does that sure enough the Hulk just fucking busts out well- you didn't show the panel where he does it. He snaps his finger oh, yeah. to shatter the glass. To shatter all the glass in a small panel. And oh, he shatters all the glass yeah. in the room? Yeah. Like everything it's shatters. It's like the sonic boom yes. with his clap, but with a snap. But breaks all the glass, so all of his body parts come spilling out into the room, and the doctor's like, ah! <laughs> but then literally he gets like wrapped up in inside his... of the Hulk's oh, body shit. parts, re-coming together, and fucking gets absorbed like it's <laughs> so he basically up. eats him he, yeah yeah the hulk ate a guy whole. he ate him whole dude and this shit i had to <laughs> put it down for a minute and was like this is the spookiest marvel book i've probably ever read <laughs> in my life because that what a way to go yeah that's badass dude that's horrifying <laughs> I, I love i love his healing factor in these comics because yeah. i've never seen it to this extent like yeah. i've always talked to um like amber and stuff about the Hulk. I actually talked to her about the Hulk more yeah. than I thought I had ever did. But <laughs> like, I was talking to her about this comic, and she's like, "Yeah, you kind of told me about." The Hulk. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, I've talked too much." Um, but you'll love it. But Go ahead. but yeah, no, I was just really like you were excited. Oh uh, yeah, I was really excited because I was like, I've never seen him heal this fast. Yeah, this is cool. Like, <laughs> and so I love that 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 early hint we get where he heals that hole in yes. the center of his chest basically gave us the out to where it's like, this is totally acceptable that he would be able to just pull himself back together mm-hmm. to such a ridiculous degree. And I was just going to say, and you'll love it because he finishes it with what is probably your favorite line from the comic, apparently, which is that you wanted science and science is the other guy. And when you mess with Bruce, I take it personal. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, dang, I just, I love it because he's kind of a badass. You know yeah. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I think that's as in fact the fact in in spite of the fact he literally just killed someone it's probably one of the most heroic moments in the comic book as far as the hulk just being like yeah i did it (laughs) (laughs) and it's all uh to defend bruce sure no but it's so i mean that laser burns bruce to a crisp and Mm. then they cut him up it's it's crazy to think that like he healed from that even no 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 but like that there was like things to place in a jar like how did they oh, cut yeah. him up and then his like heart grew to like a full heart you know what i mean That's once so nighttime came around i don't know it's just it's just a little funny that he's probably like pre mid healing when they were like trying to oh, cut like, him all up, him up yeah. and shit. well i mean he he does say that like um 
That is weird, though, because yeah. he, he does kind of say that once it comes nighttime, that's when the Hulk brings him back, drags yeah. him back to life. So I would imagine that he wouldn't start healing until nighttime. Yeah. Kenny's oh, once again showing intense. something that we can't. No, I was just going to I was going to talk on it. I was yeah. just giving. He hasn't seen it. So I was yeah. giving the view. Yeah. Joe Bennett had a very special way of drawing the Hulk transformation more unique than I think and more gruesome than I think I'd ever really seen before. And it really stands out. I think the deeper we get into the, the issues, the more he's like, yeah. kind of like get the body horror really turns up after issue eight. I feel like, um, God, and just, yeah. Right. Uh, it's just, I think it's such a, once again, good way to write and draw Hulk because it would be a horrifying thing to be, yeah. to have your body mutate, and to such a degree, constantly, you know, would be a horrific sight for anybody to have to be around, you know. There would mm. be no cool, like, turning green and getting bigger. It'd be fucking monstrous and horrifying. It would so, be Cronenbergish yeah. or, um, uh, like, The Thing, John Carpenter. Mm-hmm. Um, oh I wanted I to ask, do you think this book ruins the Hulk? In what way? In the way that if we do see him as Avenger Hulk again, or just standard ass Hulk again, it kind of wouldn't make sense. No, not that it well, Cause I mean, it's this just, could have been written in the eighties and mm. it would have made, it would, you know, but it doesn't matter when it came out. Like, like, Oh, he, we know he can't be beat anyway. So, I mean, that yeah, kind of thing. So like it, this, something must happen at the end of the story that turns, makes him normal again, normal mm. Hulk again. It's the whole rule that Marvel always does yeah. where it's like, you can take our toy and turn it into whatever you want, but by the time you're done with it, you need to put it back the, the way, way it was it. <laughs> yeah. in the toy box. So, like, do you think this version of the Hulk taints Hulk going forward where we'll read Donny Cates Hulk and he doesn't turn into this Cronenberg, like, mashup of, like, flesh and, and Hulk flesh? Mm-hmm. Like, Instead, we get the Romero, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> smiley Hulk. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, do you? Wh- wh- how do you guys feel about that? I would argue I think it ruins him more psychologically than like a physical force like that. Because mm. I mean, exactly, you're right. They can always just be like, here's his new kryptonite. Mm-hmm. Here's the new thing. Or yeah, we reverted his powers. We turned his radiation down 10% and now he's mortal again, you know. But it's gonna. it would be hard for me to imagine any of these personas we read in this book then being like, oh yeah, I'll be on the Avengers again. Oh yeah, I'll help Ooh. stop this this you know um what am i trying to say uh like a meteorite or yeah apocalyptic level event you know what i mean something like that because he'd be struggling with his own bullshit too much you know what i mean he'd be like no i'm just trying to not turn into that guy right now i'm not trying to (laughs) literally use it to fight battles for you for other people so that's where it i it fucks with me a little bit is imagining what part of his personality would ever want to be on like a fighting team again you know Mm -hmm. yeah i mean because like we can just say that the devil Hulk gets dismantled or something like that. And it's just normal ass Hulk left. And I mean, that would make as much sense as anything else. Yeah, what if happens. he, what if the Hulk just absorbs all the other personalities or something? Oh, like you one know? Hulk is holding all the other Hulks at bay. That would be cool yeah. to see where it's like, even though we have Avengers Hulk still, we can see in the mindscape Avengers Hulk, and he has like a key and the cage is like rattling and you see devil Hulk still on the other side. And it's like, he, we know he's still there, but this Hulk is holding him at bay for now. So that would be kind of cool. That's an even cooler thought than I was thinking <laughs> because I was just thinking about like how he absorbed the radiation from that one guy. Right. The so Sasquatch, the, the Hulk. Yeah, exactly. Sasquatch. Um, then I, I was just thinking maybe one of the Hulks could essentially absorb the rest of them into him. Yeah. You know what I mean? But in doing so, he loses all his power because there's less Hulks inside him. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine him having all the other Hulks and like two choke holes. You know I mean? Just endless fight of choke like, holes. Just like giving him Hulk and Mr. Him, fix it. He's like, giving him yeah. nuggies. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh, Hulk give you nuggie. Uh, uh, lead Hulk, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so from, from here, from after that, where he escapes like that project like underground project bullshit mm-hmm. um he reforms obviously um they're still trying to get him back and so they take on crusher creel which is the absorbing man mm-hmm. do you know are you aware of him 
Paul Damien? Do you know um, of Absorbing Boy? I've he's, heard of him. He's bald. He has like a ball and chain. He's usually, he's usually like a daredevil kind of, or like a, right? Mm, no. He's a Hulk villain for sure. Okay. Like first and foremost. And so he has like a, a ball and chain that he mm-hmm. swings around, but he can absorb any material and become it physically. And so like one time, one time he absorbed Mjolnir and he's like, ha ha, now I am Mjolnir. And Thor was just like, okay. And he just like threw him around. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking that. Yeah. There's a lot of times they've used absorbing man's powers in like creative ways like that, yeah. that are both for him beneficially and unbeneficially yeah. like that, which I thought were funny. But um, this underground project, mm-hmm. I wish we knew the name of it. There, It has a name. It does it. have a name. I'm and pretty of course sure it's Project Hulk. No, <laughs> here, I'll, I'll figure Hulk. it out right now. Um, anyway, they take on Crusher Creel and they give him like some sort of enhancement where he becomes like a magnet for gamma radiation. Oh. And so he's able to absorb the gamma just the way Hulk absorbed the gamma from Sasquatch. Right. And so while he's doing that, he absorbs so much shadow base. Shadow base. That's what it's fucking called. I knew it was like a uh, Metal Gear Solid. Cut you in the middle there. That's yeah? that's fine. I'd Project rather know. Hulk. <laughs> Project Hulk colon shadow base. <laughs> shadow base. Um, but anyway, Crusher Creel like absorbs so much of Hulk's power that he becomes like skinny and flabby because of it, and mm. they go to hell. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> they do. Like fun. Literally, the green door widens to mm. like the whole like radius that they're at, right? And comes down on them and basically takes them to is that issue ten? The below, <laughs> I can assume so. Yeah, and there's kind of a hinting that there, it, there's like a an entity that has been released through the green door that yeah. is kind of jumping from person to person. Oh, so it gets yeah. inside the Hulk is what it is. So that's what it's even trying to argue is the devil Hulk for a while is right. he's convinced it's like his father's spirit who that is like entered him and is trying to do mm-hmm. like evil through him. And so once Creel absorbs so much of that gamma radiation, he, he apparently also absorbs that whatever evil entity. Well, literally. he absorbs the Bruce entity out yeah, of it's he absorbs the literally. entity that was in sasquatch before no it, it, that was in hulk well it was i think in, it was in sasquatch initially like the weird yeah. demonic possession and thing. so we yeah. get this fucking epic oh yeah page oh, that kind of shows what creel first exp- is yeah, experiencing so creel <laughs> sees it as its true face and it's very like it's a demon or something cthulhu-esque or even like um like Pennywise from it, yeah. where it's just unexplainable. It's just this everlasting, like, you know, uh, yeah. cosmic entity. Right. It's just all these horrifying images basically laid over each other because that's what I guess a human brain would kind of accept something like yeah. that. Just this is every terrifying thing I can think of layered over each other looking I at feel, me. I feel so bad for the absorbing man because afterwards, Dude, me too. afterwards, he becomes like split in half and he becomes his own monster. And he's just like, I'm sorry. Dude, those were, oh, once again, I we're going back to the read. horror of the these comics and why I thought it was so good. Yeah, it's I'm trying so to pull up those do pages. They, do they get into the one below all? Not, I mean, sort of. Like they don't really. I guess. I guess what I'm asking is, do they tell you who it is? No. So no, it, it, whatever far. this thing is, it's yeah, it's taken on the persona of his father and also taken on all the memories and feelings of his father to get at the hulk so that thing's not the one below all we don't even know i don't know that's okay. the thing. Like, look at that. Oh, tearing. dude! Yeah, it's, it's like his body can't you guys, handle it. You and guys so it, like, need rips, to read this comic. It, yeah. it's like rips in half. <laughs> <laughs> or like, like, um, I don't. I hate to reference another um, episode that we did, but just like I said with the last comic book episode, even if you're just gonna look at pretty pictures, fucking fucking look at the Hulk. The what was the Hulk. last book we read? I don't Once even, in Future. Once in Future. Okay, yes. yeah. <laughs> I basically just said, look, if you don't want to read, you just want to look at something that's cool. Yeah, pick it, this, pick it up at a yeah. Barnes and Nobles and, and buy it because like, yeah. it's fucking beautiful. It's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Al Ewing's writing throughout all of this is so fucking good. He starts like right. delving into like all kinds of like chakra and yeah. like like destiny and like he he quotes like different verses of the bible and like yeah. this book gets kind of outrageous when it, but it but it never gets 
out of control. It never right. like mm. you know breaks the boundaries of its own box somehow. Where it can really, I mean, it delves in like it literally. We're talking about hell yeah. at a point where it's like we have we are in hell now. Dude. And it's like where did that come from? Where, am I re- I'm reading Hulk? Like, <laughs> <laughs> they get, am I am I reading Hellboy now? <laughs> Dude, it gets so fucking good. I I took a picture and sent it to Ashley while I was reading it. Here is when. Hulk decides to like venture into the green door's mist himself. Look at the way he looks right here. Dude, he's all excited. He's all, I think there's presents. <laughs> he looks so dope. He looks super excited, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a wonderful, beautiful book. Um, uh, issues. We, the oh. last few issues, I was going to say, kind of step away from it. I was like, it, yeah. we kind of ended almost in You're a talking about spot. issues 14 and 15. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. We kind of had a. It was like a middle area. Yeah, a little middle area that was like a setup for the next kind of mm-hmm. arc. I feel like oh, we could have okay. stopped. We could have stopped at 13, and yeah. that would have been the actual finale to what we read. Yeah. And that's why you think you mentioned like that was like the important so the collections are collected five issues at a time so i figured 15 issues that would be the perfect amount yeah um but yeah i mean it we do get an issue pretty much all about betty and like what she's feeling and going through while all this shit is happening and then we get an issue where doc samson it explains how he comes back from the dead and that's the very last issue we read and that one's a little bit of a weird cliffhanger to leave out on. Mm-hmm. So it was, it, that's why I was telling you, Paul Damien, even if you can just read up to issue 13, cause that's a more definitive cut. Well, I didn't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and one thing we didn't talk on too much that I just also want to mention because the live felt like the last few dis- issues did it more fun than the rest was that we didn't get the title cards for a lot of the, uh, issues until the very end and it's because it kind of like oh, yeah. it spoils it like well it like answers like a question or something oh, yeah. to the final you know to the yeah. finale of it and so I like, like here I like she's like where are you and then the title of the book is a booth in the midwest you know i i thought that was such a nice uh story uh st- touch as far as the storytelling i was goes, actually you know? every single issue that i did read I was excited to see that at the end. To see what yeah. it had to yes. offer. Exactly. And I thought that was like a fresh new, or not probably not a new idea, but a fresh idea that you don't yeah. see often enough where you kind of get like, uh, you'll see it in TV sometimes where you get the end of the name of the episode at the very end and it gives you that much more strength to be like, oh, that's why it's called that, you know? How did you feel about Jacqueline McGee where she was sort of supposed to be our ride-along character. Yeah, she was mm. who we were, like, with, essentially, right? Yeah. Th- I See, this book... You see that so much in Marvel comics, I feel like, where they feel I like agree. they need, like, a reporter or s- the, the control, the non-powered right, person right. for us to follow and along. And I think so that, that that's... It's that, relatable. Yeah, no, for sure. I think that that's a really good story idea mm-hmm. where it's like you you place the hero on another pedestal. So we're not like dealing with the day to day of moon Knight or whoever. And so we're dealing with this person who sees them and they're like, fuck, what the fuck are they doing? You know what I mean? And so I liked the beginning of this where we didn't see too much of the inside of, uh, Bruce. We didn't see the, too much of the inside of the Hulk. We just saw that he was doing crazy ass shit Mm -hmm. and somehow surviving and shit like that. And so I liked Jacqueline a lot. How did you feel about her being basically like, well, I want what you have, which is like... That kind of upset me. Really? Yeah. Like, okay, well, so you only read that first instance where it happens. Where she then, first mentions it. We, we come back to it when... Because oh, she goes to hell with Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> She's always, is this, is this where I get what you have? <laughs> and so she basically says, like, it was a moment of weakness. Like, I just see what you have, and I'm like that is far greater than I could ever be or have. Mm. And so for a moment, that's what I felt and wanted, you know? Right. And so I was like, holy shit, that's, that's so true. And so it, I, I really like her in this book, even though we don't get a lot of moments with her yeah. after like the middle point, because the middle section, she's not there for a lot of, no, she's definitely like our pilot. The first, uh, like Jeez. five issues, the first so. five issues, and then it kind of like did you almost slip in your chair? It like too? leans away from her once chair, he gets yeah. taken from Shadow Base, and yeah. like she obviously can't be as involved in what's in the goings ons. Um, but I think she's a trope. You, once again, you see a lot in Marvel comics, but was done very well. Where I think that's a very relatable idea that like as humans, we would genuinely envy anybody of 
epic power like yeah. that. Even as someone as crazy and unhinged and out of control as the Hulk, you'd still be like, fuck, I wish I could do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> I wish I could fucking jump 10 miles yeah. and smash mountains and when I was angry, take it out on things yeah. the way it, you know, you'd want to, you know? I think it's even I a think great... I would beat up Kenny. If Probably. you were the Hulk. Yeah, just beating up Kenny all the time. Um, I think it's also a great, like... Um, kind of narrative way to tell the story too because we're so used to knowing the trials and tribulations mm -hmm. of the hulk for right. 60 70 plus years it's cool that we get to see somebody who hasn't read comic books with the hulk in it before and understand how scarred and fucked up he is emotionally yeah say like oh i want what you have and he's just like what the fuck what do you yeah. mean <laughs> like are you stupid uh <laughs> talk to the hand talk to the left hand because you ain't right lady you oh. know <laughs> and that's so true like from she probably wouldn't even people like if the hulk was real we wouldn't think he had a hard life we'd be like this guy's fucking got it all he gets to turn into a giant green thing and jump around and not even consider the monster repercussions yeah. it is to be him you yeah. know that's very accurate it's it's like the celebrity detachment we mm -hmm. just assume they've got it all you know yeah. I guess that's why I didn't like the fact that she wanted <laughs> Cause it. Because you knew what the what comes was, with being I was the like, Hulk. You're so stupid. <laughs> you want to be that? It would be cool. Cause Cause you like, want to be that? Because <laughs> I feel like even Captain America would have like a similar reaction of being like, ah, you think yeah. you want this, but you yeah. don't really. And it's like his is such a more approachable idea. We're just like I'm just a big buff version of myself now. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could probably make that argument with almost any superhero. Yeah, like. Like, I would even say, like, Spider-Man. Like, Spider-Man's not, like, an A-class hero like the ones we're talking about. Mm -hmm. He's more of a B, C-class hero. I, I would say more of a B I think hero. he's, like, an A-minus. I think okay. anybody yeah. would be Iron Man. <laughs> but, like, but like Spider-Man, he's just a fucking kid in the neighborhood hanging out and saving people. But that kid has so many issues because of it. Yeah. You know? He can't, so it's like he a, can't be uh, on time to his own fucking birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, God. Peter. But it's just one of those things where, <laughs> where, where, yeah, like it would be fucking awesome, but I, I doubt we would be able to deal with it yeah. properly. You know what I mean? Well, Paul Damien, I think that you should read the rest of this book because mm -hmm. it, I, I it is genuinely really great. I found it. There it is. <laughs> and we do get... A, I'm sorry. I, we, I don't want to spoil it for you because I do want you to finish it and have this little moment to yourself. We do get a beautiful moment where we get the Devil Hulk talking with Banner and kind of explaining a little oh. bit more on his side of things on why he does what he does for him. You know what I mean? I thought it was such a cute way to kind of be like, they're they're still friends you know what i mean <laughs> like these these two aren't such split identities that they can never get along you know right. what i mean um and i thought that was kind of necessary moving forward because it he can't always be against the hulk you know what i mean because mm -hmm. once again it makes it not make sense that he'd ever want to be a hero if it if his tough persona was such a evil idea ideology to him he would never want to delve in it you know what i mean yeah. he would do everything in his power all the time to never hulk out you know so um i think he has to have like some kind of mutual relationship with the hulk if it's ever going to make sense that he's using it as a power intentionally mm -hmm. yeah i agree um this is a great book um i recommend it to anybody we're gonna continue it mm -hmm. i'm very interested to see where it goes because we had all kinds of weird shit happen the last couple of issues we read um real quick uh bushwhackers in this book he's the guy with the fucking he can turn his arms into guns and oh, shit yeah <laughs> which is just even more like cronenberg horror body horror type shit which this whole book is just fucking full of exactly perfect for spookoween exactly um but yeah i mean it's it's a great book i recommend it to anybody you there is a learning curve to it mm -hmm. a little bit yeah you kind of have to know just a tad bit or or be willing to accept whatever it's telling you because like alpha flight because i was gonna say yeah like huge... i told you alpha flight was what i didn't i was like i don't yeah. know any of these fucking people i didn't realize yeah, there's this was going puck on. yeah sasquatch do you know what alpha flight is um, I'm assuming it was like the space patrol group that Sasquatch was with. Yeah. Well, yes, yeah. But what they are initially, because I that, I thought this was a fun fact. I didn't realize they're the, the Canadian. They're the Canadian Avengers, is what they oh, actually originated that makes sense as. Because because <laughs> yeah. um, 
Sasquatch talked about being the Canadian version of the Hulk. Yeah. So yeah. in like that very first issue that Wolverine shows up in, that Hulk issue way back yonder, Wolverine is working for Alpha Flight. That's yeah. why nice. he shows up in that comic because he's Canadian. He's, he's their Canadian Razor Boy, you know? I'm <laughs> sure that's what his name is. They were workshopping names. They're like, Razor Man came to, you know? <laughs> Cut him up, guy. <laughs> Gotta thank God. Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, we, uh, are we done? Are we wrapping it up? Yeah. Is there anything you guys want to say about Hulk other than what we have said? I think we all agree it's a good one. I thought it was great for Halloween because we get all that fucking body horror that really, uh, yeah. and psychological horror, mm-hmm. you know? So I think this was like uh, a great read as far as uh, something, if you want, that's going to like leave you a little unnerved yeah. by the end of it in a way, too. So. On top of that, it's um, gorgeous artwork, like I've said plenty of times. Um, This is definitely something that you can literally just look at and enjoy it. Yeah. Um, You don't, you, I recommend reading it, but you can't let me tell you what to do. Great job. Thanks. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Next week we are talking. Oh, shit. I don't know off the top of my head. Uh Uh-oh. Next week, we are talking about... Oh, Wonder uh, Woman, Dead Earth. Oh, yeah. Wonder Woman, Dead Earth by Daniel Warren Johnson. I'm going to say his name normal, so I don't... I don't... I want to credit him normally. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Wonder Woman, Dead Earth by Daniel Warren Johnson. Yes. So come back for that one. That's going to be a lot of fun. Follow us on Instagram. That's in our show notes. Hit Mm -hmm. us up. Our DMs are open. Give us uh, stuff to, like, suggest things to us. We're taking that now. Yeah. Somebody suggest uh, Maestro. You did. No, I'm telling so, somebody else to suggest it. So next, that we, now we work. next week for Spookies, we're doing Dead Earth. We will, the Earth will be dead. So we will yep. see you there. We will see you on another time, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Ooh.